Hi, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode in building your micro school, letting your teacher light shine. I'm going to be speaking with you today about very important steps to take when it comes to having an open house. And an open house can be for families who you currently are serving. It can also be for families that you could potentially be serving. So an open house can take place in your home. If you're starting a micro school in your home, it can take place in an area that is not where your school is going to be, like a local park or a community center, or it can actually be at the place where you are hosting your school or your micro school. I've done them all and I've done them for current families. I've done them for potential families. So today I'm going to share my greatest tips. I'm only, I'm also going to share what is going to be a part of a really successful open house. And I'm going to share with you ways to do it on a budget while also being able to convert new students and still maintaining your energy because nobody wants to have an open house that completely exhaust them. You want to be energized. You want to be happy. You want to be fulfilled and you want to do it on a great budget and you want to have success. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hear about what makes an open house absolutely awesome. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Great to be back here speaking with you guys, and I am so excited to hear about how your school year is going or the prep for your school year, even if you've not built your micro school yet, no matter what scale of a homeschool hybrid or micro school you've created, we are excited to hear about it. Make sure you're in our Facebook group, Teachers Let Your Light Shine Micro School Community, that's on Facebook. And how exciting is it that many of you guys have purchased so many great resources off of our website, teacherslightyourlightshine.com shop. There we have our introductory packet, our welcome letter, our enrollment form, our handbook and contract. We have our parent partnership letter. We also have our destination location letter. So many goodies over there, including also our brochure and flyer. Now those are all right now 20% off for our back to school sale. That will be ending here in exactly nine days. So head on over to teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. That's 20% off any item along with 20% off the business bundle. So if you purchase the business bundle, you're already getting 
multiple pieces at a discounted price, but then if you add the 20% on top of the business bundle, holy cowzers, yes, it is a good discount for you. And this gives you an opportunity to grab those pieces at our discounted rate, plus utilize them for your upcoming open house because an open house does not have to take place before the school year begins. As a matter of fact, I hope that you have multiple open houses this school year. Give that a goal, give yourself that goal to have at least one open house during the school year, before the school year ends. And maybe this is your first time having a micro school or a homeschool hybrid program. I suggest that you at least give yourself until January, give yourself the next couple months, and then in January, you can kick off the new year by opening your doors, advertising your services, showcasing what you have, and that will give you a head start on enrollment for the next year. If you're still not in the position to start your micro school, then I would say grab all your business bundle pieces, start working on them so that you can begin having an open house. And again, this is all to help prep for enrollment. A lot of people think that an open house is only for those of your current families, probably kind of like how we had whenever we started teaching in public school or in in traditional school settings where it's, all right, you got your class list, you know who's in your class, the parents know who their child's teacher is, they come, they drop off all their school supplies, they meet the teacher, and they send their child to school the next day. An open house can definitely be like that but it can also be leveraged to increase your student enrollment or advertise for the upcoming school year. Either way, when you have an open house, there are very important steps to take and there are very important pieces of information and documents that you need available, all of which you can find on our website with everything. You've got your handbook and contract, your welcome letter, your introductory packet, that is a must have, your flyer and brochure, to let people know about your services. Plus, if you're gonna be advertising an open house, you'll definitely want those pieces as well. Then if you have parents who are coming, but they want the homeschool hybrid approach, you could also utilize your parent partnership letter. You That's smaller, that's a, that's a very, very condensed form of your introductory packet, but the parent partnership letter is absolutely great for homeschool hybrid because you can take that information from your introductory packet and specifically target parents for the homeschool hybrid. Now, your introductory packet, as I said, absolutely number one, critical. It is the backbone of your marketing materials. Then you've got your handbook and contract. Obviously, that would come after the open house, but still, you need to have that ready to go because when you have an open house, and you're opening it up to the public, or you're opening it up to potential families, chances are they're going to enroll with you. So you need to make sure that you have your enrollment form. We like to print ours out and include it with our introductory packet, but we also have an electronic version. And then of course, once the parents enroll, you need to have that welcome letter printed, ready to go so you can send it over to the child. This is a very great, important piece, that family building relationship building component. Even if you've had an open house before, I think this podcast episode is really going to rejuvenate you, energize you, and it's also going to help you be proactive and planning one throughout the school year. So I really hope that after today's episode, you put down on your planner 
when you think you will have your open house. It's D-Day. It's a deadline day. Okay. It, it's okay if it gets moved around, but at least it's on your calendar somewhere. For an example, I want to have another open house come November, and I also want to have one come February. In November, I want to have an open house to get more students for either the second half of the year coming in January, or I want to also begin advertising for our enrichment programs. We still are in our advertising for our enrichment programs as it is, but to have an open house really is a great showcase. I also believe that having an open house for your community members is so great because they can give your information to many other people who may be interested. So I'm thinking in November, we may have a student showcase of all of the activities that we've done in our first round of enrichment with our homeschool hybrid program. And then that way we can have the parents come of our current families to our open house, see what all we've done, how, what all we've been doing. We will have already had parent teacher conferences by them. And then we can also open it up to the community so that they can see what we've been doing for enrichment. It gives them a really great immersion to our program. And then they can end up signing up come January. I want to share with you my experience with having an open house and not having an open house and why it's important to have one, even if you feel like you're not ready. And if you haven't, it's okay because I did not have a quote unquote open house the way that I just had mine. I had my very first real big open house come year, the start of year four, and I did not have anything like this year one, two, or three. So just so you are not putting yourself in a guilt trap. It's okay. An open house is, is open. It's open to the community. It's open to people. It's either open to the people that you serve already or the people that you want to serve. It is a great way to stir up the community, to celebrate the new year and to advertise and to communicate your systems and processes, your vision very well. Now, you may have not had an open house like me because you may have been uncomfortable. For an example, I had this situation when I was starting our micro school out of our home. First, year one, it was in the middle of the pandemic. Nobody was coming to an open house with a bunch of people at the same time. So I had one-on-one meetings at my house with families. 100% conversion, by the way. 100% of those families signed their child up. Year two, I did not have an open house. Same thing, a little bit with the pandemic. All of my students came back. Plus, we had about five more families who came, and all of which, again, 100% conversion. And it was just a one-on-one family meeting. Now, during those family meetings, I absolutely had our introductory packet, and I had our enrollment form printed out as well. I also had our handbook and contract because a lot of families, they want to see that you're professional. They want to see that you have safety procedures in place. They want to see that you began with the end in mind. So during those one-on-one meetings, those were a form of an open house, so to speak, because I opened up my house to them. I met with them with each family member. I met the child and I had a nice one-on-one meeting. Again, year one and year two, 100% conversion on those one-on-one parent meetings. Introductory packets were there, enrollment form was there, handbook and contract was there. I also had a brochure 
because I felt as if they were going to walk away and take that brochure and give it to somebody else later. I felt as if even though I had already given them the handbook and contract through email, I'm sorry, the introductory packet through email, I wanted it printed because you know how it is. Who's really going to sit and read every single thing that's on that screen, especially both parents. So one parent typically was the header and then the next parent came in and they were getting ready to see everything that we had had on paper because I had yet to see it on the screen. So again, I was doing this out of my home. I did not feel comfortable opening my home to the whole community, such as, all right, I'm going to have an open house. Here's my home. Anybody in the, anybody in the city can come and see what our school's like and sign your child up. No, because I knew I had a limited capacity And again, just for privacy, for confidentiality, just for comfort. I did not want to open up my whole house to everybody. For those of you who do that, kudos to you. I did not feel comfortable. And I'm I'm not a closed off person. But there was just something about having a whole bunch of people and not knowing how many people were going to come through my home that really just made me feel less likely to do it. But year three... I did have an open house and I had it at our local park. So if you are doing this out of your home or you're joining in a place where you're not able to do the open house in the location that you want, it could be due to time. It could be that you are sharing spaces with somebody, have it in a local area nearby, like a community center or a park. Parks are free. They're great. There's so much space. There's fresh air. The kids can play and you can talk to the parents. I do know of other people who have had this out of their home, who've who've made it just incredible. And I just want to tell you, I think that's beautiful for me. I never did that. I do not regret it because again, those few years, and I think that's what's really important is that you have to know where you're going and what your capacity is and what you can really handle mentally and physically. So Again, one-on-one meetings are, are absolutely number one advantageous. Have your documents there, have everything ready to go, look professional, and then your open house, you can have it in a area close by. It may not be in the exact location that you're going to have your school, but it's better than nothing. And I will say now moving into year four, we had a real shebang open house and we did it on a budget. So I'm going to talk to you about that. I would like to say that even if you do not have an open house, I think that you definitely need to have a kickoff to your school year in some way. So for us, we always had it at our park the day before school started. We invited all the parents out. We kicked off to the new year. So that was great for the people that you already served because I didn't want all of the parents coming to my house at the beginning of the school year. So we did it all at the park and I had our curriculum displayed out there. And yeah, some books were, some books were kind of, you know, flipping in the wind. It was totally fine. And then I did open it up to a very small bit of people in the community. I did not put it out on an email list. I did not put it out big on social media, but year four, I did. And again, I will be sharing that with you. Now, I keep mentioning before school starts, but I want to tell you over the past couple years, I have had open houses during the day, during the school year at my house. So I had school going on in my home 
and I had parents who were interested and they did come to my house. They saw the students in action. They saw me teaching or they saw my other teachers, my teacher assistants teaching. And again, all of which became 100% conversions. I believe people want the time and the energy and the attention and the personalization. So when you can meet people one-on-one, yes, I understand it takes more time, but that has been the highest leverage piece of marketing is to give people one-on-one time to come and see you in action or to just speak with you. Okay. So you could do this before the school year. I do it a lot during the summertime with potential families and during the school year. Okay. Fast forward to June and July when we were no longer having school in our home, we turned our home back into a home and we had rented a place for our school. But that place that we were having school was a, was holding a summer camp. So all day long there was a summer camp and I personally did not feel comfortable taking the families there because who knows what's going on at that summer camp and I did not want them to have any type of a correlation to what the kids were doing in a summer camp compared to our school. So I told the parents where our school was physically and I met every single parent at the park next to the facility that we were having our school in. And I met with them one-on-one, one parent family. We even took a little walk around the park as we talked. The kids are playing. It ends up being really well. I have my introductory packet, enrollment form, handbook contract, all of it there in a binder. I let them walk away with the enrollment form, the introductory packet, and the brochure. And it just is a very nice, beautiful meeting. It's so important because this is the number one conversion rate. Yes, open houses are great because you it's one to many. It's one event. Many people can come. It's great. I had a very great conversion for that as well. But I will say that one-on-ones are the greatest. Let's talk about how to market your open house. We have social media that we marketed our open house on. I also had a list of clients that I knew would be interested in coming. I also opened it up to my family and friends, and I had every single person on our email subscriber list getting alerts that we were going to be having an open house. Now, we had an open house after public school already started. So public school started on August 10th. We had our open house on August 13th. School started August 15th. Now this timeline is going to be very important to you because we did not have our open house in June or July. We literally had our open house after most private schools had went back to school and public schools went back to school. So I knew that my clientele was probably going to be more homeschool families after that point. However, I didn't have another time or space to have an open house. Our school was growing so much during the summer. I was hiring. We were moving into a new location, but I was just so grateful to at least have what we had. Now, we had this open house again on a Sunday from four to six. Our parents were so happy that we had it on a Sunday. I was a bit nervous about it because I do not like having things on the weekends. I've never had anything for our school on the weekends, but many families raved about it because it was in the afternoon. They had pretty much done all the fun things that they needed to over the weekend. I feel like Sundays are actually a little bit better than Saturdays because, you know, kids have ball games and they're out of town and, you know, parents are 
typically getting back prepared for the week Sundays af- Sunday afternoons. Now, you might have some conflicts with churches, but we, we did it. It was great. Sunday, again, 4 to 6. And we had families say, this just felt like a family time. This was so nice. And they didn't have to worry about ball schedules, school schedules, work schedules, doctor's appointments. Oh, I'm so glad that we had it on that day. And I was super worried about it. But it ended up working out so well. And it just gave me the whole day to prepare. It kind of gave me that mindset over the weekend. I took care of my house really well on Saturday so that on Sunday I could be fully present for the open house. So let's talk about who we had there and what we had. And let's also talk about how I stayed on a budget. All right, so who we had there. I had for our staff, I had all of our teachers. There are three teachers. I had myself, my husband, I had my mother-in-law, and I also had volunteers who were coming to teach enrichment classes. I also had my daughter, Jalen, in high school helping. I also had my sister-in-law helping. So they were volunteering their time. Very, very helpful. So it wasn't just people that worked there. It was also my family, which gave it a really nice family feel. We also invited the lady whose facility we were renting. It's called Extreme Youth Sports, and they have an after-school program that comes in after we are there. So, of course, I had her there set up with a table. And I'll share with you the dynamic of how it was whenever parents started walking in. So when parents walked through the front door, they saw me standing in the lobby with a table, table cloth over it. I had a sign-in computer with emails and parent names. Although I had parent names, I wanted to make sure that I collected any emails from people who were new to us. We had our banner hanging up. We had balloons outside. I had a family friend create beautiful balloon columns and arches and a backdrop. So we had those outside of the building. We had a banner outside the building. We had a pop-up banner on the inside. And I had a t-shirt order form for our families who were new to our school. And every single family received a folder. Our current families received just a, a manila file folder that you would put in your filing cabinet with their child's name on it. And on the inside, I had information about a scholarship. I had our newsletter. I had some important information about school supplies. And I had a calendar for the year, which they've already received all of that, but I just thought it was a nice copy for them to have. I also wanted them to have a file folder because as they went around to the different rooms, they were gonna be collecting more information. I'll share with you what that was in just a moment. I had colored folders with pockets for families who were new to us, who had never heard about Lighthouse Learning. They were coming just to tour and they would be potential families. Now those families received a colored folder with a little bit of a different pieces of information in it. One had a parent partnership letter in there. You can get that on our on our store, teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. I had the introductory packet in there and I also had a brochure in there, had our school supply list in there and I had information about the scholarships that were presented. So they had a lot of information in there that came from our business bundle pieces and they had information from our school scholarship funded by the state. Now, all of these families had folders and they rotated around to room one, which was our math and science room for our older students, second grade through sixth grade that are broken up by abilities. 
And our families who were current families, of course, they brought their school supplies so the students could see their cubbies slash lockers. They could drop off their binders, their papers, their pencils, their paper. They could drop off their Lysol wipes and their Kleenexes. And then they also picked up information sheets about our curriculum. And they just tucked it in the folder that I had given them from the very beginning. They also had in each room all of our curriculum was displayed. We had little activities for the students with building and magnets and all sorts of things for animals and an ant farm for our science room, math and science room. And then in our reading and social studies room, we had all the curriculum laid out. We had the gratitude journals. We had self-love books. We had teenage, teenager, preteen little workbooks for the students. We had a little mailbox where students could write a card to a classmate in there. We had our book clubs setting out. We had our teachers pay teachers binders that we had for our students and their book clubs and nonfiction texts. We just had so much displayed because we wanted to, and we wanted the parents to see. We had carpets, we had music going on. We had park carpets and pillows and little stuffed animals for book clubs. It, it was just really, really neat. I, I was so happy and pleased with our teachers, the way that they set it up. Then we had our VPK kindergarten first grade room, and that room was full of tables set up with all sorts of little things that the students could build and play with while the parents were talking to the teacher. So in our new facility, we actually have four rooms. We have well, we had the lobby, but then we have three classrooms where we do our daily learning. And then we had a fourth room, which was the dance studio portion. That's what we are renting out of is a dance studio that turned into an after-school care. And that was an area that had tables set up with tablecloths on them. We had my husband and his mom, they were safety and transportation. My husband was talking about safety of the building because we had never been in a building before. We'd always been at my home. My mother drives the van to take the kids to the park, so she was talking to parents about that. We had a volunteer who was there with her students. She's going to be teaching manners through cooking, so she had all the students design an apron and paint it with fabric markers or color it with fabric markers. We had our Extreme Youth Sports, who is the after-school program. She had her own table, and then we had a table set up with desserts only thing that we had there were cookies. We had some cookies and we had some bottles of water. That was it. And some mints. That was it. We felt like the between the four and six, it was either people were going to eat dinner afterwards. They'd already had lunch. So we just had those little sweet treats. That was it. And then we had a photo booth with a nautical theme and balloons all around it that my family friend put together. So honestly, the budget was literally, to be honest with you, what we put out, less than $50. The cookies, the water, I mean, just just those types of things. But consumables, of course, yes, we had some file folders, we had some papers that were printed, and of course, I paid my staff, my teachers for being there. So, I mean, honestly, consumable-wise, less than $50. Yes, I paid other people to be there, but it was so worth it. The energy was great. It was just a beautiful afternoon. It was a beautiful experience. And from that, we had a high conversion rate. We had five families sign their child up the next day. So 
Two of them were full-time students, two of them were three-day-a-week students, and one of them was a part-time Thursday-Friday enrichment student. And what was so nice is they were able to walk away with that file folder with all of the incredible information that they could have for our school. They had the introductory packet, that the parent partnership letter, which was great for the part-time students. They had the enrollment form, and they had a brochure that they could pass out to other people. So five people signed up within one day. And it's really interesting because honestly, I wasn't can I wasn't at all counting on that because I knew public school had already started. Many families had probably already committed to homeschooling or private school and yet we still had a really great amount of students join us. We have even more families that are interested in joining us. However, they are waiting on their scholarship that they have applied for to pass through. We have a educational savings account that got passed for school choice here in Florida a couple months ago. And so many families are still waiting on their scholarship to be awarded. And that allows them to be able to come to our school at a much more financial convenience. Now, I will say Again, there were many more people who were coming that were interested that did not convert into becoming students because they're waiting on that scholarship. But it was just good for them to see because even if they don't sign up now, they could potentially do it in a couple months or they could do it even next year. But all in all, they're going to share your school with other people. That's what's really neat about it. And it's not just about your space. I was really concerned because it was a new space. And I had been taking this out of my home for so many years, but I had such an incredible amount of feedback on just the fact that it wasn't about the space. It was about the people. It was about our program. And so to God be the glory for that. I'm just so grateful because you can make anything look great on the outside, but it's the inside that really counts. It's the people that really make the difference. So I'm so grateful for the people that we have that others felt this would be great for my child. And I think that's an important takeaway is that it doesn't have to be the most beautiful place. Yes, environment does matter, but it's the people. You can have the most beautiful environment, but if the people that are working there do not amplify the message, it's not going to be what you want it to exude for your business, for your school. I hope this episode helped you. I hope that you will get off of this episode and you will go, okay, I'm going to have an open house. I'm going to have one in September or October or November or January or March or when is it going to be? And just start with one, maybe do two. If you've already, if you're used to doing one, try to do two. I think it is very, very powerful because yes, one-on-ones convert very, very well one-on-one meetings. But having a one-to-many, having a one event where many people can see really saves you a lot of time. So I recommend that you do both. Start with one open house. Grab all your documents at 20% off at teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. You'll definitely want your introductory packet, your enrollment form, your parent partnership letter, and of course, your brochure. Because we all know word of mouth marketing is the greatest, it's the furthest, it is the most impactful. So head on over to teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop, grab your bundle, grab any item at 20% off, and be blessed. Hey!
Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.